0: Bulldog and Friends is proud to be partnered with and bring awareness to the program Saving Innocence. Saving Innocence is a 10 year old nonprofit agency based in Los Angeles that specializes in the recovery and the restoration of child victims of sex trafficking. A little bit of information the average age of entry is just 12 years old as they begin their journey into exploitation and the most horrific form of child abuse bought and sold like somebody's property, and it's happening right here in our own backyard to our own American-born children. To learn more about how you can help, follow them on social media, at Saving Innocence, and visit their website
1: to make a donation. Now we're proud to bring you Bulldog and Friends.
0: Hi, my name is Todd Buller, and I've lived a blessed life. And I'm so excited to share my friends, with you. And that's why we created Bulldog and Friends. Very excited. Bath number seven with the great Tony Lumina. Let me tell you a little bit about Tony. I've known Tony for 40 years. We played sports together. We coached together on the first team I ever coached. We enjoyed pizza at his Pizza Place Caps Pizza, Create Your Own Calzone. And I stood right next to him in the defensive huddle while Coach Weiler gave him ice chips. He is the great one, the one and only Tony Lou. Tony, welcome.
1: Todd Buller, thanks for having me.
0: Are you kidding? You're one of the top of the list. Tony Lamina, great legend of Almaden Valley. Again, Tony, I sent you some questions. We'll go over them. Whatever you want to do, I play off the guests. That's why this show is working, because I don't have to do very much. And we'll just work from there. First question for Tony
1: Lamina in Bath is,
0: favorite actor or actress?
1: That is a good question, my friend Todd Buller. I would say my favorite would be Unexpected, which I think are the Marx Brothers. I can watch horse feathers over and over again. Their play on words were awesome, but the one everyone knows is they think I have a man crush on Tom Cruise. In oh. fact, when I got married, my gift to my groomsmen was cocktail and Top Gun.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great! Top Gun was just on TV last night, and I was watching part of it. And it really is timeless. Though I, I always want to want to punch. Tom Cruise in the face sometimes, but he is a good actor. He can do it all. And he does all his own stunts. He's amazing. He really is.
1: Yeah. The Mission Impossibles are great. Risky business. All the right moves. War of the Worlds. Minority Report. You can't beat it. And he runs in every movie. I don't know if it's in his contract, but every movie, he's he's a little guy. So he runs like a duck, but in every movie he's running.
0: I can tell you right now, he played defensive back in that one movie, and I would have I killed that guy, I'm just telling you. And I wasn't even that good, and I would have killed him. He, he was not very good. He couldn't cover, could not have covered Tony Lamina going long.
1: I'm sorry, but Tom Cruise could have played professional football, I believe.
0: He could have played maybe in the musical theater league, professional <laughs> football, but he would not be in any other league. That's a good one, though. I like Tom Cruise, too. His movies are fantastic. He's a He's crazy wacko, that. but can really act.
1: Okay. Did you ever ever see Horse Feathers, March Brothers?
0: I've seen parts of it. Like, I've seen a bunch of clips of that, but I've never really watched the whole thing. Tony, I'm only 57. I'm not 157. (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) no, they're good. The March, again, they had just classic comedy that never, you can, like you said, you could turn it on right now and you would laugh and it would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Second question for number, for uh, Mr.
1: Tony Lamina. Favorite sports team you played on. I've been listening to your podcast and you guys all had great sport teams. I sucked at sports. I was six foot three in seventh grade with size 14 shoes and could hardly walk. I was a good swimmer. I was an average football player. My, My most humiliating moment has to be when I was part of the late draft for ABYA basketball. And I got drafted on the 76ers. I remember uh, Mr. Pitt's team. And I, and I'm sure he thought he was getting a goal mine. Cause I was so tall. And then he saw me play. And that was the end of my career. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Tony. I remember I was uh, a younger guy in that league. And I remember you walking in the gym one time. And I said, Holy shit. Look at that guy. He's huge. You, you were very intimidating, Tony. And football-wise, you were a very good football player. And I I did stand right behind you in the defensive huddle, and you did a lot of things. The greatest Tony Lamina football story, and I don't know if you're going to tell this one, but when we watched it on film, when you, and I don't know who else it was, were in perfect synchronous running down the field, jumping over people, going to sack the quarterback. I remember that like it was yesterday. So your favorite sports team is
1: your swim team. I guess back to the 76ers, we were the triple threat towers, me, Greg Thevenin and Jeff Pitts, And I don't think we won three games.
0: (laughs) So you, you, yeah. So none of them, you were like Shaq, but you were all big and uh, powerful.
1: I was a player. I was never on a good team. Our high school team was average at best. Our JV team was average at best. So I did better coaching, but I was fast.
0: Yeah, you were fat. I mean, you had size and speed, and you had it all, my friend. I enjoyed standing behind you in the huddle. Okay, television show that you watch now that you would not have watched when you were in high school.
1: I could give you 100 guesses, and you wouldn't get it.
0: So I'll just come out and say it.
1: It is called Quality Value
0: Convenience. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a show. Okay, tell me about Quality Value
1: Convenience. If you take the initials, it's QVC. Oh, Okay. I, I don't know why, and I'm embarrassed to say it, but there's a show called In the Kitchen with David, and he's shucking all this kitchen stuff. And it's just good background noise, and I watch it every Sunday morning. That's great. So you're do you buy a lot of stuff on QVC? I did. When I bought my retirement condo in Washington, I had to, because I'm down in Leggett right now, right. I had to furnish it. So I got everything off of there. Yeah. My wife will not let
0: me watch those shows because I will buy things. My uh, guilty pleasure is Shark Tank. And literally almost every show, I will buy something off Shark, even if I don't need it. And I've got some good things, hammocks and shoes and a lot of good stuff. But my wife, oh, there's almost times where she said, you better go to bed now because Shark Tank's on. I bought the Sponge Daddy,
1: which was a Shark Tank thing.
0: Yep. I saw the sponge, Daddy. I bought, okay, you ready? I got the squatty potty.
1: I've always wanted to try it. Give oh, me, it's good. Me it me really up. does. It really
0: opens that tube up, as we like to say. <laughs> and they gave one to a friend of mine for his, for Christmas. And I put it in this big, it's a pretty big box and I wrapped it up and I got it underneath his tree without he him even knowing it. And so Christmas morning, he opened it up and he saw that he had now had a squatty potty.
1: I may have to invest in
0: one. Yeah, if you ever you're not as we like to say in the business regular, it'll really it really gets you in a line. So it's just coming down like a freight. So that's good. So QVC and you again wasn't around when we were in school, but they had like shopping channels and stuff. And no way Tony Lamina would have uh, watched that. That's for sure. Okay, that's a good one because you have a lot of these. You told me you didn't have very
1: many, but I started thinking about funny stories growing up, Tony Lamina. I don't know. I think our group of friends, you are an honorary senior. I think you were the only one that we let be an honorary senior. I remember that we dressed up the school as Hawaii for our senior prank. We were going to Hawaii June 24th. So on the 24th of every month, starting in September, we dressed a little more elaborate. Started with a Hawaiian shirt and then a lei and then snorkel. And then by the end, we were in bikini tops and hula skirts. And then the last month, we tepee'd the principal's house and then brought lounge chairs, went down to Oak Ridge and stole letters off their signboard and put class of 81, put palm tree fronds up. It, was, it brought a barbecue and a sailboat and just hung out in the quad all day
0: yeah you guys had a great group of guys that were that were very all together, and uh, that was always fun as a junior watching that we went to Hawaii the next year, not as much fanfare. We had a lot of fun, great guys that I went to Hawaii with, but not the fanfare and then the legendary picture that probably once a month Somebody will put that picture up of all you guys in Hawaii. We won't, there's other things I could talk about with that picture. I won't talk about it, but it's a great picture. It's just everybody that's there just having a good
1: time. Yeah. I, I look like a terrorist in that picture, but we were doing, I remember we were doing football pictures and I was trying to be the hard guy with my neck back and everything else and everyone replayed that for even to this day. We'll get together, and everyone wants to do the lamina, they say.
0: See, you're famous for that, Big Tone. You're famous for that. Yeah. And Okay, that's a good story, though. That is, That was fun to watch the, the Hawaiian thing unfold right in front of our eyes. It inspired us for the next year. Even though we didn't go as big, we still went to Hawaii. All I right, here's something. What would you tell your 16-year-old self from what you have learned in your 50?
1: Are you 58 yet, Tone, or still 57? Fifty-eight. 58 I thought okay 58 years of living I should have never taken that first dip of Copenhagen
0: Tell it a little bit me. about that Tom. So we haven't we, we've had a couple guys that were chewers on but tell us about that whole culture of the chewing culture that you guys were in
1: first off it's amazing being in education now but we all carried it in our back pocket chewed at lunch some people chewed in the classroom with those little packets it was a disgusting culture did it for 10 years and then tried to quit for 25 years after that. I have not chewed in six years, and I'm very proud of that. It's a disgusting habit, and it's it's a tough one to quit, just like smoking.
0: One of the funny stories that people talk, remember uh, Mark Taggart, great football player, played at Illinois. He used to, it wasn't, wasn't a great student, Mark Taggart. In fact, in today's, probably wouldn't have been eligible to play, even though he was a great football player, a great guy, a great teammate. He, he used to chew in class and then he would read a page and then spit in it and then flip the page over. That was the folklore. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I used to hear. And I thought, I do not want to get a book in the library that has Mark Taggart's name on it because it's probably been
1: soiled with chew. I, I, my only bad chew story was, and I'm pretty sure it was Takumi, but we were going somewhere and I was chewing in a cup and he hit a bump and it rained the spit went all over the roof and it was terrible i felt bad so sorry for that now we're going to talk
0: about a couple different things about coaching but let's talk about the first it really was the second team but it was the first team i ever coached and let's talk about the great probably the greatest youth basketball team of all time tony's blazers what
1: do you know about tony's blazers i know that we had two names tony's blazers And TV's meanies. And we had a little song that went with it, too, I recall. (laughs) You know, I started coaching the year before Jim Cranston. We didn't know what we were doing. I especially didn't because, as Brent has alluded to on this show, I didn't play much. I was on the bench quite a bit. But (laughs) we had fun with that year. And, in fact, Scotty Gillis ended up coaching and being a teacher for going on 30 years off of that team. But you and I got together and coached next year. Jim fired me, I think, and went with Alan. And I remember I couldn't make the draft and I got there late and you had already picked the whole team and our starting five, I believe was the starting five in the all-star game. I think so. We had a good team. Oh, we just demolished everybody. Yeah. I,
0: there were, there was one story I love. Probably those kids are older now so they could take it. But Tony used to take kids home in his car So we were in his car one time, and then Tony used to have this El Camino, right? Yeah. And he would do what we called the wiggles. And then he would move his steering wheel back. Explain the wiggles to everybody, Tony.
1: I don't know. I think we did that once or twice. Just goofing around and uh, taking the wheel back and forth and looking through the rearview mirror and watching kids go back and forth. (laughs) Feet up in the air, bikes flying. Uh, Nobody got hurt. Nobody was thrown from the car but it was uh, surely for the enjoyment of the two coaches.
0: <laughs> we had a great time watching the absolute terror on kids' face as they were hanging on to anything they could to get before they got tossed out. And that was Wiggles, and it was great, and we'd probably be put in jail for that today. We'll have to cut that out, but no, Wiggles was great. And Tony did, we had fun. We really did have fun with that team, and again, that, that was my, the first team I ever coached, and so, a good experience for me uh, to get started.
1: I was basically the John Oates to your Daryl Hall in Hall and Oaks. <laughs> there to look good. You did all the coaching.
0: Uh, I don't know about that, Tony. It was very much a team effort, and that is why it was called Tony's Blazers. Okay, so, number the next question How does a guy who spent most of his college years playing Miss Pac Man and Donkey Kong with Alan Smith? Go from a teacher coach
1: to the superintendent of a school district. How does this happen? I I still don't believe it's happened. I think it's, I think I'm playing house. (laughs) No, you know what? I just, I found my niche working uh, with kids and young life and always wanted to coach because I felt like uh, I had something to offer and the school for me was more about social and having fun. And I relate to the kids now who are struggling in school and are only there because their friends are there. And so it really helps me work with them and help them find a path and help them find goals uh, in their lives. And it's just been a great experience. God has blessed me to put me in this field and I'm gonna retire next year, but I'm really happy of all the kids that that I've seen and all the teachers I've worked with and principals and vice principals. It's been a great experience. I would have loved to have had you as a uh, administrator working with me. That would have been quite a show hey i wish i could have
0: spent some more time coaching and hanging out with you tone give me here's a superintendent's question our superintendent at pacific Grove high school unified school district he's a really nice guy and i think people like him generally but there are a lot of times where they get a bad stigma of he's the hard ass or he he, will trust him or all these other things and i don't think that's true for most i don't think i think he's our guy is very trustworthy. And I know you as a person, very trustworthy. Why, why is that? Why are superintendents get the
1: bad rap? I don't know. That's a good question. I've been lucky. Knock on wood. I've been in the same district eight years. The average life of a superintendent is three. So I've been lucky. I think because they do have to, it's not a democracy, uh, even though teachers would like it to be. And the more you can include them, but still, stay on your path of what your vision is for the school the better it is for everyone we've got a really good staff here and funny enough i'm in a district of at the time 85 kids we've grown to 140 but at the time 85 kids six teachers and i'm sitting there in a circle with my teachers go around and introduce yourselves so one teacher goes oh i was i'm from san jose and i said oh san jose that's where i'm from where'd you go to school natural question he's all leland high school I said, you have got to be shitting me. Leland High School, that's where I went to school. He graduated in 77, I think. But what a small world to both end up in a tiny little town from the same high school. That's great. My sister was a graduate of Leland High
0: School in 77. So the great Pat Graham was also a great football player
1: back then. That's one thing I notice now. I remember when we were kids and sitting in the library going through yearbooks and talking about past players, and you could name most of them, uh, even if you didn't have older brothers on the teams. Kids today, they don't know who played two years ago. And I remember stories about, I think it was John Fields or John, somebody who had a pink helmet, John Avery maybe, a couple years before. I think it there was a- Fields. That kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, and that group, and it was just, we took more pride in the whole school, not just the looking at ourselves and our football team. So I, I really enjoyed that time at Leland. And like I said, Pat Graham and Dave Ramona, and they were like legends, even now. They, yeah. they seem legendary. They were, They were, no doubt about it. Okay, we got just a couple more questions. This
0: one, I had to bring it up. You didn't really want to talk about it, but it was such a big part of m- me knowing you after kind of high school. And it was just all the good things that happened at, and I know it, it was hard to, but Cap's Pizza. I'll tell you one quick story. My wife literally was the turned on to college basketball because of cap's pizza because she loved going there and hanging out with you tone Were some good stories of that
1: create your own calzone not a great time period being that young and running a business i enjoyed the ncaa tournaments i won it the first year i remember um, that i think it was michigan and naming pizzas i think your pizza was called the bulldog delight
0: oh i loved it yeah yeah, we love just hanging out with you, Toad. Kathy lived pretty close to there and before we got married. And so I just wanted to bring it up only because it was special to us and we appreciate you. And I know that owning a business, is the toughest thing in the world. But I'm sure you learned things from there that have made you better at your job now, better at coaching, better.
1: Yeah, you're right. And I think that it's a path God puts us on. And somehow it got me into education and I wouldn't change that for anything.
0: Yeah. Tony, tell me a little bit about, you're going to retire. Tony Lamina and Todd Buller are going out on the same year, 2022. That's very exciting. Tell us a little bit about what's going to happen to you a year from now, or a little more than a year and a half from now.
1: Oh, I'm hoping to go up to Washington. I got two grandchildren, just had a second one, a baby boy named Brooks. Congratulations. Um, Good name, Brooks Raley. Good guy. So Mm -hmm. funny how you associate names with people you knew. Right. Um, So. My daughter is doing great, has a wonderful husband, good family. She's doing everything right. So that's, that's all we want is to, to get older and travel and watch our kids be parents. And it's exciting to go through. And there's the little babies and three-year-olds. Still got some time, but hoping to spend time with them. I'm also, I have a girlfriend uh, who lives in Mexico. And so hoping to spend a lot of time down there and split time between Washington and Mexico. Great. And then we'll see what goes from there you bought a condo recently so that's exciting news yeah yeah it's a little different when you go from a five-bedroom house to a, a condo but yeah less work too as you get older you want less work so
0: absolutely so. I, my <laughs> wife and I dread stairs Our the stairs in our house every time we look at them we're like oh the <laughs> stairs I hate you <laughs> stairs so there'll be no stairs when we move to Palm Springs it will be a one-level
1: house yeah, Paul Springs, that's going to be a nice move.
0: Yeah, we're going to we can't wait. We, everybody that's listening right now can come over and visit. So, if you're listening to this podcast, come and visit us. We'd love it. But not until 2022.
1: Yeah, and I'm sure we just got to go there and say, "Hey, where's Todd live?" And within 6 months everybody will know you. <laughs> I
0: don't know about that tone, but I'll give you the address so you can put it in your phone any tony any last words this has been great just anytime i can see your beautiful face is good and on the Zoom meeting anything else to end our time with
1: no todd you're you're a great man and a a a good christian man and i just appreciate you as a friend and appreciate all the silly things we went through and a lot of them like brent and jim said a lot of them can't talk about we all get together and we laugh till we cry all the time and so it's it's nice to have friends like that. There's not many people I know who have more than maybe one or two high school friends. And we've got 15 of them.
0: Yeah, it's great. I, what I love about it is that literally I could be talking to you here. We could bring up like one or two words and we're literally right back into 1981 again or 19, it just like you gets transported just because of the memories and the shared things that we have together. So that's awesome. Yeah. The
1: life is weird. When I was... In high school, they used to call me the Redwood because I was very tall. And now I live in the Redwoods. So, hey. (laughs) You're the man. Okay, that is our episode this week with the great Tony
0: Lamina. Thanks, Tony. Thank you, Todd. Thank you for listening. Please go check out Saving Innocence on their website. Follow their social media at Saving Innocence and make a donation. There's a link in the show notes. Have a great day.